where in your business can you find ways to actually exceed expectations? Because the reality is if you, in most businesses, just meet expectations for people, you're exceeding, you're doing more. But where can you go above and beyond where people say, man, that was an exceptional experience. So the big question is this, how do small business owners like us grow our leadership, develop our teams and scale our business in a way that allows us to get our products and services out to the world yet still remain profitable? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Bradley Hamner and this is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Welcome to The Bottom Line, a new weekly podcast series that we drop every Thursday to complement our weekly Monday podcast interviews with the industry leaders. These podcasts are going to be designed to give you short, impactful, and value-driven information that you can start using right away in your business. I value your time and attention and will do my very best not to waste it. Just get what you need and go. So with that, let's get into today's episode. Are you an agency owner looking to better understand your financials and take charge of your tax bill? Well, Club Capital is here to help. As the largest accounting and advisory firm for insurance agency owners in the country, they are way more than your everyday run-of-the-mill CPA. Club Capital provides financial, CFO, and tax advisory services to help you plan and forecast your financial success. You'll meet every month to review your agency's financial performance, the difference between your profit and actual cash flow, along with helping you better understand your bottom line. Visit club.capital to book a solution overview with one of our business consultants. Club Capital, way more than a CPA firm. Hey, everyone. All right. So just by this title, some of you probably have no idea what Band and Dunes is. Some of you absolutely know what Band and Dunes is, and you've either been there or if you're a golfer and you haven't been there, you're probably a little jealous about it. But if you are a golfer, you absolutely have to go to Bandon Dunes. It is really probably the world's, it's certainly the United States' greatest golf resort. It has some of the absolute best public golf courses you can play. I can't even remember the rankings. We looked it up outside or behind Pebble Beach, Pacific Dunes, Bandon Dunes, Sheep Ranch, Old Mac. Abandoned trails are some of the highest ranked public golf courses in the United States, if not the world. And so it's really probably the best collection of golf courses there is to play. It's an incredible place. It's not easy to get to. In fact, it's probably easier to get to Scotland or is easier to get to Scotland than it is to Bandon Dunes. And so there are a few things, though, that and I'm not here to gloat or here to talk to you about a golf course. I'm here to help you. And to share with you some things, and this would be some analogies and metaphors, but also some experience, really three different things that I feel like that I just got back from that trip at the time I'm recording this. This won't drop until sometime early November, but I want to share with you my experience because I'm a couple of days removed from getting back. Number one is the expectations. That was my third time to go to Bandon. Went in 2006, the first time I went again in 2019. And then half the group this time was the same group that went in 2019 and we had six new people. So we had 12 people to be able to go. So there's a few lessons that I wanted to share with you. Two things and then an experience I had with one of the guys on the group that I didn't really know well that I thought would benefit all of you. First of all, the expectations that I had going out there after a second time were already really high. And so my expectations were, I mean, It's the best place I've ever been to be able to play golf. 
met with the weather and the group that you're with and the food and all of those things. And the reason I'm saying that is because the expectations were really high. And everybody else in our group had really high expectations. I mean, we talked it up for two years. We've had this trip planned. And so text message thread after text message thread. And then the text kept getting longer and longer and longer. And so it ends up getting hard to keep up with. But everybody starts getting excited. And it exceeded expectations. But here's the reality. If it had met expectations, if it had just met expectations, it would have been phenomenal. But once again, it exceeds expectations. Now, part of it is just because, I mean, honestly, the golf course and their design and where they are on the on the Pacific Ocean, et cetera. I mean, some of that's great. But the food is good. The service is outstanding. When you buy clothes in the pro shop and they have amazing pro shops, they have some of the best gear. If you're a golfer, you know what I'm talking about. They have so many of the brands that you've heard of, Grayson and Peter Millar, and they, all of them, okay? The pro shops are phenomenal. The food is phenomenal. The drinks are phenomenal. And they exceed expectations. Every time you buy a shirt there, they'll say, hey, you're going to go play golf. We'll have it in your room. And it's in your room. They thought ahead with different things. I had forgotten my toothpaste. And so they didn't just bring toothpaste. They bring a whole toiletries kit. And I was like, wow, this is pretty phenomenal. That's number one. Where in your business can you find ways to actually exceed expectations? Because the reality is if you, in most businesses, just meet expectations for people, you're exceeding. You're doing more. But where can you go above and beyond where people say, Man, that was an exceptional experience. And that is a really high bar, but Bandon Dunes does it. And I know I'm talking really highly, but this is not a golf show. You can go and watch all kinds of YouTube videos about Bandon Dunes and all those kind of things and get fired about it. And I promise you, it will exceed those expectations. Only thing that they're obviously not in control of is certainly the weather. But if you go at the right time of the year, you're going to pay more for it, but you're going to get exceptional weather as we did. Okay. That's number one, just expectations and then exceeding expectations. It made me think about like, how can we exceed expectations? Just do more than what people are expecting. Okay. Number two, they know their audience. They know their audience and their audience is golf groups. You never see a twosome abandoned dunes. You just don't do it. It's always a foursome. It's oftentimes 12 people, if not larger groups, and they can accommodate it fantastically. When you go and you look into the different restaurants they have, and they have multiple different restaurants, the tables are not four top tables. I mean, they have a handful of those. Most of them are tables like at McKee's or tables that seat 10, 12, 14, 16 different people. They know their audience. You're there on a buddy's trip. That's what you're doing. You're there on a guy's trip. You're there on a girl's golf trip, whatever that may be. And so they know their audience. They do the food incredibly well. They do the wine amazing. They do a transfusion. If you don't know what a transfusion is, just look it up. It's like the golfer's drink. It's a, anyway, whatever. So they know their audience, how to do it from the way that they stock their their turns. And made me think, how well do I know my audience? How well do I know my clients? I mean, I kind of know it generally, 
But am I able to then do things to cater directly to them, to give them exactly what they want? Or am I just given what I want versus what it is they want? Does that make sense? Okay. They know their audience so well and they do everything they can from the transportation, from the airports that you're coming into. It's not a four person car. It's for 12 to 16 people. That's what it's built for. And you may say, well, it's pretty obvious, Bradley. It's a golf course. There's a golf course result. Yeah. But they do so many other things to exceed expectations, but they also know their audience. And it made me think about, again, for me, how well do I know my customer? Have you ever thought, wouldn't it be incredible if you had direct access to our expert podcast guest in real time and be able to ask a question specific to your business? Well, now you have the opportunity to do that. After three and a half years, we're finally launching a leadership podcast community, and we want you to be a part of it. We're launching this podcast community on June the 1st. Go to club.capital forward slash podcast, and you'll get all the details. You'll be able to interact with every single one of the podcasts that we record in real time and ask us questions and be able to ask the guest questions. In addition to that, we're going to have a monthly exclusive Q&A just for our leadership podcast listeners. Go to club dot capital forward slash podcast. That's club dot capital forward slash podcast and be one of the very first to join. I can't wait to see you in our leadership podcast community. All right. Number three is a story. So there's a guy on the trip. I won't use his name. He is the CEO of a very large division of a very, very, very large company. I'm just going to say a fortune 500 company. And he's the CEO of one of the divisions what you let me just tell you is a very big division. And I had not gotten to meet him yet. He's a member of the club that I'm a member of. And I got to play with him on the last day. We played the par three course and we got to play together on the last day. What an amazing guy. He is not from the United States. He's from a European country. And I think he's been in this position for five or six years, something like that. And so the last day on Sunday, uh, Saturday, we got to play together, end up having some banter, but you're talking golf things and you're trying to hit shots, whatever. But on Sunday, we got to ride together. And so we really spent the entire day traveling and we had some difficult travel experiences, we'll say to say the least. But we had an opportunity to spend a couple hours in a car together on the way to the airport. And then we get to the airport and we're able to have breakfast together and we were then able to have a beer inside the airport. And so anyway, we got several hours together to really get to know each other. The reason I'm saying this is because in all of the opportunities he's been given, he said to me, so he had a mentor that kind of took him under his wing and he busted his tail. And he said, I really was probably given some opportunities before I was really ready for them. But I had a mentor that really believed in me. But at the same time, I really worked my tail off. And so this is lesson 3A, so to speak. Where can you be a mentor for somebody on your team that you have to where maybe they're not exactly ready for it, but you see the work ethic in them? Then ultimately with that, they could then take that and be able to continue to grow in your organization because you poured in and believed into them. Okay. That's number one. That's point 3A. Okay, point 3B, I was sharing with him like, well, what was that like coming into this organization? And he said, there was a lot of strategy that needed to change. I mean, that we were using some old technology 
And it was really kind of a cash cow for the business, but we really needed to modernize things. And because of that, we needed to change the strategy. We needed to change direction on pretty much everything. And that's not the point. The point was he then needed to change the people. And that was the part that absolutely really resonated with me the most as I heard him talk. And I was sitting there thinking about all of you. He made the difficult choices. The person before him didn't. Now, they didn't have the expectations. They didn't have the vision. They didn't have the strategy. But he knew that he had to match the strategy with the people. And he had to make some really difficult decisions that ultimately meant people had to lose their job. People that had been in positions, I think, 15, 20, 25 years had been in this position working for this company but they were not going to be the ones that were going to take the organization to where ultimately it is today. And I'm not going to try to recall or speculate exactly what the growth of that division has been in the five or six years since he's been in this position, but it has been phenomenal. We're talking hundreds of millions of dollars of value, maybe more, but I don't want to overstate that just for making a dramatic point here, but more to say that the strategy alone needed to be matched with A players. And he was willing to go out and make the difficult decision and say, these people are great. And he made such a good point to say, these are wonderful people. I see them still at the club. I see them in town at different places, but they were not the right people in this position for where we were going to go. And it took him coming from the outside, not necessarily from a foreign country per se, but literally somebody new coming in with a fresh perspective. So, okay, great, Bradley. What is the point? I think the point is really twofold. This is 3B and maybe 3C. The point is, it's another reminder of the importance of having A players on your team. You can have the best strategy in the world, but if it's not matched with the people that can execute it, the business is just not going to grow and it's not going to, it may grow incrementally, but it's not going to scale. If you really want to really want to scale, the two have got to match. You got to have the right strategy. You got to have the right people. He talks so eloquently about how he pours into his people and how they are absolutely phenomenal at what they do. And he sets them up for success and then gets out of the way and he holds them to a really high standard, but they're really smart at what they do. And I think then the last part is he was willing to make the tough call. And so that means if you could think about if someone else stepped into your role as the CEO of your business, what would they say? Maybe that's a great thinking time exercise for you is to say, what would somebody else tell me? My guess is you're smart. You are smart. You know what they would say. Well, write that down. If you were coaching you, what would you say? If somebody else came in, and I'm not going to say me, but let's just say somebody else comes in, David Peterson, Alex, who are incredible business owners, they came in and they said, step out of the seat of CEO. I'm going to sit in this seat for the next week. You probably know what they would say. We don't have an operating system. We have no documentation of our systems and processes inside of playbooks. The talent on this team is just not up to par. You're not holding the team accountable. It's unclear that the vision that you have for the company, where is this company going? What are you trying to do in the business? What is the game plan? None of that is in place. We don't have a scoreboard. 
how are you allocating your time? I mean, you know what they would say. And I'm not saying it would be all of those. I'm saying that it would be maybe some combination of that, depending on where it is. So consider maybe doing a thinking time exercise, or maybe even, I've heard this before, maybe even consider having one of your trusted friends to come in and say, depending if they're in the same industry, if it's, say, it's insurance and say they're you're close enough and say, will you sit in my seat for the next week? Will you run my business for the next week? And I'll go run your business for the next week. And let's come back together. I've heard of that CEO swapping thing to where they do that. Maybe that's a good thing to do. If that freaks you out, at least be willing to step out, go to Starbucks and do a thinking time exercise and say, what would someone else say if they stepped into my organization? And I think if we can get out of our head with that, we can at least begin to see it from a different perspective and maybe see a little clearly. So those are some of the lessons and things I picked up. I loved getting to know and see some of my old friends I hadn't played with, some guys I played college golf with. I hadn't seen them in a long time. And so it was great to reconnect with them. I mean, certainly I will share with all of you, whether your thing is tennis or golf or fishing or just vacationing and sitting on the beach, it doesn't matter. Whatever your thing is, the value of getting away and completely disconnecting from the business, it's hard to really be able to even verbalize that, the clarity that you'll come back with. Yes, I'm a little tired, jet lagged even today on a Tuesday from just being gone and not catching up on my sleep. But the clarity that I have of just being able to not think about the business, I didn't think about the business when I was playing golf. I was trying to shoot a score, trying to win money off my buddies. That was so refreshing. And then on the flight back, I started to do some work. And just for many of you, I know you've been on some flights and the clarity that you have whenever you're able to not have Wi-Fi on the flight back and the reading I was able to do and some of the things, even frameworks, I even one of the frameworks I create on the flight. I mean, that's invaluable time. And so I've heard Michael Hyatt say that sometimes he's, he's jumped on a flight just to be able to have time to get away. I don't think you necessarily have to go to that extreme, but certainly being able to get out of your office to be able to do some thinking time, I think is critical. So hope this served you. And there's a little bit of my story around abandoned dreams. All right, everyone. Till next time, lead well. You know how important it is to develop yourself and to develop your team. Well, if you're going to do that, you want to do it with the best. Work with Coach P Consulting to learn and implement the same strategies that he used to sell over 700 life policies in 2021 alone. You'll get personalized coaching two times a week and an in-depth look at how his office is run. And Coach P will train your team alongside his own. Get your first month free when you mention the Club Capital Leadership Podcast during sign up. Visit coachpconsulting.com to get started.